for Joe Bauer, Minnesota zone. Driven deep to center field. Gone, a home run for Joe Bauer. Here's a full count point. In the air toward left field, backing up is Monroe, still going back to the wall, and it's gone. It's a grand slam home run for Joe Maurer. He goes the other way on Verlander. Maurer drives it to left center field. This ball's hit pretty well. This is up and back and gone into the bullpen. Joe Maurer's 100th major league home run. Up the middle and through. It will score two runs. Drive to left center field. This ball's not going to be caught, and it is gone. A home run for Joe Maurer, his second of the game. Touch them all, Joe Maurer. Runner goes. A high drive, center field. It's got some carry. Going back. Off the wall. Couple runs are going to score. Maurer to third. He's going to be waved around. Joe Maurer with an inside the park home. Some highlights from the career of Joe Maurer. Thank you to Jack Michaels in our sister station on 740 The Fan for putting that together. This is The Home Run Porch, and I am Will Thompson alongside Kevin Kennedy on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. And in case you didn't hear it, breaking news from yesterday, Joe Maurer has been inducted into the MLB Hall of Fame. Yeah, crazy that... Uh... Joe Mowers, in, at 518, you told me he got uh, announced to be in the Hall of Fame yesterday. 518 by a margin of only four votes. Kept it very close. That is crazy. You've, you've been on top of this the whole time, which, you know, I, I you like look at those sites and get, get sort of the insider stuff, and I just don't have the energy to do that. But when you told me the night before, two nights ago, I said, what do you think? Do you think he's going to get in? And you said, well... He right now at the ballots that have been released and gone public, which I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm mm-hmm. sure it is, but you said that like a little over half the ballots have been counted. He was at like 83 percent, and I remember you were sitting there going, like, "Well, he needs this, this, and this to make it." And you said, "But he could get about 60 percent of the remaining ones and and make it." And boy, did he cut it close. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it was even a little closer than I was thinking. We we talked about it a little bit on Couch Potato Radio yesterday yeah. with Derek Hansen. Um, but he was tracking right between Pudge Rodriguez and David Ortiz's number. Yeah. Um, and he he actually fell slightly below where Pudge Rodriguez was at. Uh, so a, a little less support on the private ballots compared to the public ballots. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it, if you get in by one vote, if you get in by two hundred votes, you're in the Hall hey, of well, Fame. Well, like. Somebody said you win the you win the championship game by one point. You still won the championships, you know. I can only imagine um, how people in Twins territory are reacting. I, I know that I myself uh, was scrolling Twins Twitter when this was uh, announced, and people were talking about how they were in tears. They were just celebrating so hard, and it's it's truly like seeing your hero vindicated on a national stage. I mean, Joe Maurer was my sports hero growing up. Um, and, and yesterday he was told that he is worthy of being remembered in baseball history. I think we never doubted that he would make it. I think that was always something we had talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I to be honest, I didn't think he'd make it in the first 
first ballot. No, neither you did know? I. It was only recently that I felt, okay, it's going to happen. And it was only really when the, the yeah. ballots started coming out and, you know, he was getting a good percentage that I was like, okay, well, this this could happen. They, okay, so I'm looking at a list of all the catchers uh, in the Hall of Fame. There's not many. And that's, and that's, I think, one of the reasons he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because he, he catchers such a different position. Mm-hmm. I think it's third baseman and, and catchers are the least. In it. So uh, of these names, Johnny Bench, Yogi Berra, two obvious ones. Um, Roger Bresnahan, don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? I have never heard that name no. in my life, no. Roy Campanella, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Carter. Um, oh, I remember okay. him playing, yeah. and he was pr- he was pretty good. I exchanged emails with him once, if you can believe that. <laughs> Mickey Cochran, know the name, but don't know much about him. Uh, Bill Dickey, know that name. Buck Ewing, uh, Rick Farrell, Carlton Fisk. We When we were talking about catchers, I completely forgot about Carlton Fisk. Uh, yeah, well, because um, he DH'd quite a bit uh, towards the end of his did, career. He did, but he never was like a left fielder or something like Like Yogi no. Bear's end of his career, he was a left fielder. Yeah. But... But Carlton was a was a catcher. Yeah, I guess I just never knew him as that. Uh, Well, and uh, to be fair and balanced, Joe Maurer has one career start in right field. Oh, okay. There you go. Josh Gibson, of course, from the Negro Leagues. Gabby Hartnett, don't know who that is. Ernie Lombardi, don't know who that is. Mike Piazza, of course. Uh, Ivan Rodriguez, Ray Shulk. I know the name, but I don't know anything about him. Ted Simmons, don't know anything about him. So of those, all of those players. Mickey Cochran, 320. Bill Dickey, 313. Buck Ewing, 303. Josh Gibson's is 374. There's something about that number that seems a little inflated. And what that is, I don't know. He only has 806 hits. So I don't know exactly where those statistics come from. Well, there was less, uh, it does the Negro League. So there was less games to be played for the the total acclimation. Yeah. I'm not sure about the, you know, the actual average or anything like that. I think he was just regarded as a all around kind of catcher. Yeah. Ernie Lombardi, 306, and Mike Piazza, 308. So not a lot of guys even in the 300s. I mean, Johnny Bench, which is sort of the marquee catcher in terms of being a catcher, Mm -hmm. 267. I mean, more power than average. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2,048 hits, but how many home runs would you say Johnny Bench has? Oh, geez, probably like 280, 300 yeah, 389. maybe? 389. Oh, okay, more than I was thinking. So there's no guy on this list. Mike Piazza has over 400. He has 427. But almost all these guys don't have, you know, a lot of— uh, Ivan Rodriguez has 2844 hits. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, the more you kind of match him up with other players, you kind of go, oh, Okay, well, yes, he he deserves to be in there. It, it's it's so weird to me because he retired at thirty five, mm-hmm. which which it just seems so you know young. And they mentioned it on uh, the MLB Network uh, right before they interviewed him, youngest player ever inducted into the Hall of Fame at oh, forty years we, of age. Do we have that audio? We do. Oh, let's play that now. First year in the ballot, and he joins these catchers elected in their first year of eligibility. Johnny Bench, Pudge Rodriguez, back in 2017, and the youngest elected Hall of Famer. He'll be the youngest Hall of Famer, 40 years old, 
Joe Mauer played his entire career with one team, his hometown Minnesota Twins. Joe Mauer became the face of the franchise he grew up watching. During his 15-year career, he made six All-Star teams, winning five Silver Slugger awards and three Gold Gloves behind the plate. In 2006, he became the first catcher to win a batting title in more than 60 years. He would go on to win two more in back-to-back seasons in 2008 and 2009. Joe Mauer, welcome to Cooperstown. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, can you imagine Joe Maurer sitting? It's like draft day. You're sitting there, well, did I get in? You know, watching, <laughs> watching the news to see if he got in. Well, he didn't have very long to wait on draft day, taking first overall, and he didn't have very long to wait uh, in his post-career getting in on the first ballot. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure, um, I didn't know a lot about Joe Maurer, but I thought the Twins should have picked Mark Pryor at the time. Uh-huh. Boy, I'm glad I was wrong on that one because he, he Mark Pryor just kind of blew up. He mm-hmm. just, you know, he's good for a few years, but he was never great. Yeah, you know, never reached that sort of promise that you know. And that there, I remember that was a real thing. Mm-hmm. Are they going to pick him? I don't know. You know, and I, I to be honest, it's a, it's a numbers game for, for the minor. You know, uh, for draft day, so you just pick a bunch of guys and you hope whatever percentage of. I'm sure they've done statistics on it, but first rounders often don't pan out. In baseball more than any other sport. Yeah. I mean, you're really just doing your best to to just get somebody in the building and see what you yeah. got there. Um, at least in football, you know, there's only 256 or however many picks. A lot of those guys end up playing for a decent amount well, of time. Well, those guys that come and play the, right out after being drafted. Right. They, you know, they're, they're put into the lineup right away. and that, Especially running backs, wide mm-hmm. receivers. You know, quarterbacks a little bit less because there's so much skill involved, but linemen even. Yep. But baseball, yeah. there's I think there's now 20 rounds. They, they've been shortening it up in recent years. It used to be 50. Yeah, which is which is insane. <laughs> and then teams used to sort of sacrifice. Like uh, Ron Gardenhire's son was drafted, I think, in the 50th round by the Twins. Sure, sure. And that was more of a, hey, we're doing this as a favorite. Although I think his son actually. Um, I think he coaches now, mm-hmm. Ron Gardner's son. But now those guys are just signed, you know, to to small contracts and, and given a, the equivalent of a, a spring training uh, yeah. invite with a, a major league. I've heard that one of the differences between like being a first rounder in baseball and being, let's say, a fifth rounder is that they'll give you know, of course, you get a bonus, but the bonus isn't really that kind of money. No, no. But the 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 difference is that first rounder. They're going to give you more opportunities. It's it's the Miguel Sano thing. It's like, well, we've put some money in this guy. We're we're just going to let him keep playing. Hopefully, he can play his, himself out of his funk, which he never really did. No, um, not after the All Star appearance in 2017. Exactly. exactly. Well, he had 34 home runs in 2019, but I guess it was after that he complete downfall. Boy, do you even remember what he batted that year? Um, it would have been would have been in the 240s probably. Well, that's, yeah. I would actually we would take that now actually 240, but I don't think it's like I mean the one year he's batting under 200 for <laughs> the whole season. Well, for me the biggest uh, most vindicating thing of Joe Maurer getting into the Hall of Fame is that the narrative around his career had always been what could have been. And, you know, what could have been if he hadn't gotten the concussions? What could have been if he hadn't had the the bilateral leg weakness early in his career? You know, how could we have remembered Joe Maurer if he had been fully healthy and whatnot? And I think that overshadowed um, a Hall of Fame career. And Well, the, he certainly didn't want to be yanked from behind the plate. No. And 
nowadays Carlton Fisk would have been yanked from behind the plate and be forced to play right field or something like that. Yep. Um, and I, well, even somebody like Pudge Rodriguez, mm-hmm. you know, because they did that to Piazza just because he had such power. Um, but yeah, it's it's different. I. I think that's one. I think he just didn't like playing first base, to be honest. I mean, he yeah. did play it for well, how many years? Did you play it for five years? Five, yeah. So 2017, there's a lot of, there's, he should yeah. have won a Gold Glove. Yeah, and so he played it well. And he was such a team guy. And he 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 signed that contract, that ten year contract in 2008, to go through 18. And he played that contract, and then just stopped. Yep. You know, but I I still think, and I've had people argue with me like, well, you know, he couldn't. I said he could have played five more years, and they're like. No, he couldn't have played five more years at at that level. And I said, that's not what I'm saying. You're not you don't have to pay him. What do you make twenty three million that final season? Yeah, no, no. He could have you could have paid him five million and he would have batted three hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, how many guys do we have batting three hundred this year? None. <laughs> you know, you take that bat in a heartbeat. Even mm-hmm. if he had two eighty, he's better than everybody on the team batting wise. The rumor was that they uh, wanted him to come back at the All-Star break in 2019, um, the year after he retired. They, they needed a left-handed bat, and they, they were like, hey, Joe, come out of retirement. We need you for this what stretch did, run. Did, what, did they, what did he say? Any, what, did, any more to that rumor at all? Or? They just didn't want to. Yeah. couldn't do it after the storybook ending, you know, getting to, yeah. to catch that final pitch and then, yeah. you know, walking off a year. I, I think, you know, Ken Herbeck said one time, uh, said, had a great line. He said, he said, "What you don't understand is, I have my summers have been baseball, because they were asking, are you looking forward to retirement?'" He goes, "Yeah," and they said, "Well, you know, what's what's it gonna be like?" And he goes, "He goes, I like to camp. I like to go fishing and stuff like that." He said, "I can't summer. I haven't summer camped since I was 14, mm-hmm. you know." And he goes, "Whatever." When he retired, and you forget how baseball is all consuming. Yeah, you have some time in December and January, but you're lifting, you're doing other things. And I, I think Joe genuinely wanted to raise his kids mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And, and and there's something honorable about that. 100%. Yeah. Joe Maurer, catcher in the Hall of Fame, blazing the trail. I think we're going to see a lot of catchers here in the next year, get next few years, get into mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame. Buster Posey, also retired at 35. He's up next year. Okay. Um, lots of Yadier Molina. Uh, there'll there'll be a couple more catchers I think coming up and uh, Joe Maurer, as always, uh, setting the the standard for a new generation yeah. of catchers. All right, we'll be back in a moment with uh, another segment of the Home Run Porch. You're listening to Mighty Seven Ninety KFGO.